This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to Jets at Noon. I'm Tyson Rowicki filling in for Cam Poitras for one more day, hoping everyone had a great weekend this past weekend. Kelly Moore is going to take over for the rest of the week starting Tuesday. And right now, alongside with me, the one, the only, Jim Toth. Jim, how was your weekend? I am well today. Happy Monday. Good to see you once again. Looking forward to the show. Had a good weekend. Yada, yada, yada. Ready to go. Monday. Yep, ready. Last day of July already. I know. It's it's getting there. And right tomorrow's like obviously August 1st. And it's just the dog days of summer in sports. Like sometimes there's some, there's some days where you're really scratching the barrel for something to talk about in the <laughs> sports world. And uh, while there's still like there's still some potential big moves that can be made, <coughs> Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley, <laughs> but a large part of the moves have already been done and teams are really starting to kind of set their lineups and really start to see what they have going into training camps in just over a month now. So for today's show, we're going to take a little bit of an earlier look at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And after we take that deep kind of deep dive look into it. We're going to give our hottest take for the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, and the Winnipeg Jets at the end of the season. So why don't we start off with the Metro division? There's a lot of teams that where it seems a little top-heavy. Pittsburgh maybe gets in that mix now. Washington maybe sneaks back in there. Columbus with a new coach, new decor. The Flyers are really bad. Jim, that's your team. Exactly. How dare you? I'm, I've never, I don't, I've never been happier the past seven seasons than I am going to, into this season, and they're probably going to be the worst they've been in quite a long time. But that's kind of the state of Philly, Philadelphia hockey right now. But let's stop talking about them because no one wants to hear. That. No one wants to hear about the Flyers. <laughs> well, I like but, this because it is the end of July. We had John Shannon on last week, and and Shannon, you know, for my time back when I was your age. Um, like the first three weeks of August was a dead zone. Yeah. Everybody did everything they could during July. And then most GMs just understood that this is our three weeks of the year that we get with our family. We go somewhere. And then that last week of August, you reconvene before camp, see if there's any business to do, any trade, stuff like that. Not the case this year. I think there's a lot more stuff that needs to be done for a lot of teams. And, and John was saying that too, that, that it sort of looks like the way July slowed down after free agency that maybe the first couple of weeks of August will be busy. And I, I think he's right. And and maybe they've done that the past two weeks, GMs. I, I don't know. But uh, this is an interesting talk as we head in August because I think there is a lot of business to be done. And I think August will be busier than it historically is. And I look at the Metropolitan um, Division, and you're right, Philadelphia is awful. Sorry. <laughs> um, Washington is that, that team that, you know, is – Washington and Pittsburgh are the team with the vets long in the tooth, really old – but can they do one more? I think Pittsburgh has another one in them. I agree. I don't think Washington does. I think Washington is is taking a step back. I think Columbus is going to be better than the 59 points they put up last year, but I don't think it's going to be good enough for the playoffs. Um, so to me, it's between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders uh, on whether they get in. Uh, I think New Jersey, I know they finished a point behind Carolina last year. I think New Jersey is a team to beat in the Metropolitan. I think they win this division this year. I think that really good, talented young team takes a step for even further this year. So I think they win the division. I think Carolina is the second best team in it. Then it's the Rangers in a fight between the Rangers and, and or sorry, the Islanders and the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. The Rangers are interesting to me too, because they're, 
there's three to four years away in my mind from being the Washington Capitals or the Pittsburgh Penguins where you're like, okay. Um, so I, I looked at the roster when Blake Wheeler went there. He's going to be in the top six. I mean, I like the Rangers. The goaltending's there. They have more offense than the Islanders. But I don't know if they have enough to – like they'll make the playoffs but go anywhere. But I really like New Jersey. I still really like Carolina. And, I mean, I don't know. Like I know why they don't make changes because they're such a good team. I know why they love their coach because he's the best coach in the National Hockey League, I think. Um, but they just can't get it done. And their goaltending is going to be the same. So, But to me, that that's how I do it. I go New Jersey, Carolina, Rangers, and a fight between the Islanders and Pittsburgh. As of right now, changes still come. If Eric Carlson goes to Pittsburgh. Yeah, totally. Then Game changer. The, the thing with the Hurricanes and Devils for me is I, I find like the Hurricanes definitely have the, the deeper team. Their depth's... Probably got, Very the, deep. got the best depth in the NHL. But where the Devils really kind of bring in an X factor is having guys like Jack Hughes, Timo Meyer. It's that extra talent that can really push a team over the top. Yeah. And I'm I'm still going to roll with Carolina as my number one seed in the Metro. But I think the Devils have a better chance of winning the Cup than the Hurricanes. I, that's a great point because as good and as deep as the Carolina Hurricanes are, I still think the Devils who aren't as deep have more skill. And you saw it in the playoffs with Svechnikov. Yeah. Once Svechnikov went down, they had no one who could score a goal. Nobody could score. That's why they lost. And, and Stasny was contributing back in the lineup after being a healthy scratch and stuff. But so, but again, like does skill or does does depth pay off in the playoffs? It really depends. But I, I do think they'll rack up enough points to win the division. But I do think Carolina come playoff. I, I'll disagree with you. I think come playoff time, Carolina is a team that could go deeper if they're if they're healthy. And they have to this year, like they really do. But that's how I see the division. Yeah, I agree with you on the Rangers too. I think their team, they had made some nice solid depth acquisitions, just bolster the bottom six, bolster the third pairing with Eric Gustafson, maybe another power play quarterback there. But I I really like Pittsburgh's offseason. You added Riley Smith from Vegas, kind of a cap casualty there. You added Ryan Graves, who in my opinion is one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL right now. He's just... The definition of solid. Yeah. Nola Chari, Lars Eller, Matt Nieto, like they really bolstered that depth and they still have Crosby, Malkin, Gensel's. Those guys may be getting up in age, not Gensel, but Crosby, Malkin, Latane. But you got to think they have one more crack at it. And if they can somehow swing a trade or like you mentioned, where Eric Carlson comes to Pittsburgh and you're really only giving up a Jeff Petrie, a Michael Granlund and some picks. All of well, a sudden, that team jumps up. I'll say this. If I'm Dubis, I'm not going anywhere over the next five to seven years, legitimately. So I load up. I'll send away a, a couple prospects and, and make the Carlson thing work. Yeah. And I, w- I would go at it with this roster because if it ends this year, after this year, or after next year, he's going to be around for the rebuild. Like, that's one of the reasons they gave him that deal, and, and that's what he's there for. So go for it now. And then, you know, if two years from now it's it begins that you don't have any prospects and you got to start again and some of your picks are gone, so be it. Like, I think that's kind of the path. It's not an existing GM who has to get it get it done. It's a new GM who's got a new focus to get it done with an expiring core. And so I, if I'm him, I go get Eric Carlson. I do what I can. Yeah, totally. Now, we're pretty similar on the Metro. I think we're going to have a little bit of a differing <laughs> outlook on the Atlantic here. So... You're that, obviously, it's the Toronto, Boston, Tampa, Florida. And then you have a couple teams like the Buffalo Sabres, Ottawa Senators. 
maybe even Detroit that are that could be knocking on the door. I want to hear who you're if any of Tampa, Boston, or Florida are not making the playoffs for you this year. Can I can I fast forward it two years and say that Ottawa, Buffalo, and Detroit will be in the playoffs? <laughs> um, to me, Buffalo gets in this year. I really think they're that good. I think their young goaltender will help them, and uh, I think they get in. I, I don't know. Like Boston is a prime candidate to not get into the playoffs this year, which is ridiculous. Yeah, because they literally set a record last year. It's it's crazy the amount of overhaul though that that team's going to be going through. Yeah. Like Bergeron out. That's why this is fun today because it's July thirty first. Yeah. A month from now, this whole division could look different. Oh, totally. Shifley could, Shifley could be the number one center. Shifley could be there. Nylander might not be in Toronto. Um, Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay. I'll say they get in, but they're they're in tough. I don't know about Florida either with the magical run they went on. They need Bobrovsky to be Bobrovsky all 70 games that he might have to play this year. He's not going to play that many, but I like Buffalo. I I, I, I like Ottawa and Detroit in the direction they're going. Um, but I like Buffalo to get in this year, and then Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida. Geez, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if maybe it's it's not Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, and then Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, Buffalo. I, I mean, I like Tampa Bay better than Florida. I really do. Yeah, and with Florida too, Brandon Montour and Ekblad are had yeah. offseason surgeries, yeah. and who knows exactly when they're going to be back in the lineup, and that. Right now with Florida, and you lost Radko Gudas, so three of your top four D-men from yeah. the playoffs aren't with you anymore. And Gustav Forsling, he's a solid, solid defenseman. He's not a number one on a on a cup on a this, playoff. The weirdest team. one to me is Boston. Are they a playoff team? Regardless, I don't like I don't right know. now. July thirty first, are they a playoff team? I don't think they are. I I I honestly think that we could see a because you look flip. at say it's Swayman and Allmark. I mean, they're out Krejci and Bergeron. We don't know about Krejci yet, but Bergeron. Berger, yeah. So if it just sits like there it is today, are they in? I don't, I don't know. You said Krejci, Bergeron, Taylor Hall too, Tyler Taylor Bertuzzi, Hall, yeah. Tyler Dimitri Bertuzzi. Orlov, Garnet Hathaway, Craig Smith. Like that's a huge, and they brought in, like they the moves they made this offseason, if they would have made them in 2016, people would be losing their minds. They, like, you pick up Ch- Kevin Shattenkirk, James Van Riemsdyk, and Milan Lucic, those are those guys were really good players a couple of years ago. Now you're they're kind of on the tail you know end of their career. Montgomery won Coach of the Year, so that's the curse right there. I'm going to say they don't get in. Yeah, I I agree with you, and uh, I'm going to kind of give away my hot take a bit here, but I don't think Tampa makes it either. I look. This is the problem with this division: is Florida went to the Cup final. I could see them not making it. Um, Tampa's Tampa. I could see them not making it. Boston set a record. For regular season wins last year, I could see them not making it. Yeah, it's it's going to be so interesting. Just it's a bloodbath in the East. It's but really as good. of the thirty first, I'll go Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, Buffalo, and I'll say Boston doesn't get it. I'm going to go as of right now. I'll go Carolina, Jersey, Rangers, Leafs, and Ross is going to love this one. Senators at number two, Buffalo at number three. Pittsburgh first wild card, and then I'll I'll, I'll still say Tampa squeaks in. Actually, I'm gonna go Carol. I'm gonna go New Jersey, Carolina Rangers. I'm gonna say Pittsburgh gets in. I'm gonna go Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Florida as of the 31st. Yeah, I'm now saying let's see you a month from now. <laughs> I'm saying Florida, Boston don't make the playoffs this year, which could which would be just crazy if you told someone that 
It's not like a hot take Friday, is six it? Six months ago. I mean, here are the hot takes. When it's almost August, it's always a hot take day. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break here. Let us know what uh, you think, too. 780 yeah, exactly. For sure. We'd love to read out some of your texts. Yeah, we'll take a quick break. We got the Western Conference breakdown after the 1230 news. But next, we're going to have one hot take for the Eastern Conference next season. Weather and sports are up next. For Jim Toth, I'm Tyson Rewicki, and you're listening to Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. How dare See, it you? It doesn't feel all good, right. does it? All right. All right, Skyler. Thank you, Skyler Peters. Thank you. In Tyson's defense, that. you and Jeff Braun look the same age. So. <laughs> In his defense. I, I know you that's got, untrue. You two could be brothers. Like, it typically, you would, you could, because we have the radio on in the newsroom obviously like Jeff could hear this and like I'd walk out after this and then he'd have some comment to make but Jeff's old enough that he can't hear that because I've asked him like oh did you hear what they're talking about he's like no no I didn't hear that that's actually an absurd Jim or Jeff Braun Jeff is that is a yeah. very good that's, impression yeah. Oh, yeah. can you can you read a news line in Braun's voice uh Let's call up a story <clears throat> Although the blaze that started over the weekend in Washington <laughs> State remains out of control, it did not grow overnight. How's that? That's that pretty was good. awesome. That's pretty good. <laughs> Even intro. if it was bad, it's good. I think we could just end the show here at this point. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to talk about that. Speaking of hot takes. <laughs> nice. Well played, Skyler Peters. Yes, thank you very Pistol much, Skyler. Peters on the show. New nickname's Hollywood, by the way. I, I gave that one to him. We'll see if it catches Is that because of those glasses? I had to, I was going to ask you that. Well, the glasses, uh, the, the hat backwards, the flow coming out, and the way yeah. you strut it in. The walk had a lot to do with it. I'm not cutting my hair until the Toronto Blue Jays A, win the World Series, which is more likely, or B, get eliminated from postseason contention. Man, so, your hair is going to be longer than Jesus's. Got, got Kevin Gosman's <laughs> flow going on right now. Kevin Gosman flow. That, oh. was, that was Skyler Peters. We'll get yeah. that one right yes. for the rest of the show. Hollywood Peters. <laughs> I'm Tyser Wiki, not Cam Poitras. Cam Poitras is still on vacation, along with Jim Toth. And we, we just went through the Eastern Conference. We talked about who's legit, who's going to be on fraud watch this year and who's just straight up bad fraud watch i like that yeah fraud watch that's uh that's that's where the boston bruins are going to be front and center on the on the, on the monthly issue of fraud watch but <laughs> we're going to move on to the western conference and jim i'm going to be honest with you this might be the weirdest western conference in quite a long time yeah. where it just seems like there's a lot of teams that are similar there's teams that don't have great depth but they have decent players and it's going to be, I think it's going to be an absolute battle for, for those playoff spots. And I could, I do see the potential of a couple teams that didn't make the playoffs last year in the West squeak in there. Like, I think I, I'm a big fan of Nashville's offseason and adding Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen and, and Gustav Nyquist. Those guys are going to help a lot. But what I'm really interested to see is how the young players in Nashville really take off this next year. So here's what I see. Here's the it's easier to pick teams that could not will not make the playoffs. Yeah. To me, it's Anaheim, San Jose, and Vancouver, Arizona, and Chicago. And that literally leaves 11 teams I could see make make the playoffs. Calgary, fair enough. You might say, come on, Calgary. But Markstrom gets back to form. Huberto, I just saw an interview with Huberto who said this actually was the best offseason I've had because it really made me focus and I, I can't wait to get back. I'm ready and better than ever. 
They got a new coach, which let's be honest, there, there's a cloud with Daryl Sutter that I think will alleviate yeah. some things. Not saying they're getting in the playoffs. I, I'm just saying like they could. Seattle was in last year, Los Angeles, Edmonton, Vegas. Um, I don't know about St. Louis. And so maybe I should say one more team not making the playoffs. But so instead of 11-10, but Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado can all win the division. And I'm going to I'm going to give you not win the division, sorry, make the playoffs. So that's 10 to 11 teams that I think could make it in the West. Um, but I'm going to give you my hot take right out of the gate. I think the Dallas Stars are the best team in the Western Conference. Wow. I think they, um, I mean, it's going to be a fight between them, Colorado, and Edmonton in my mind. And I know what people are going to say, the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas, Golden Knights, and I understand that and everything else. I just don't see them winning the West with 111 points like they did last year. I think Dallas is better. I think Edmonton's going to be better. Skinner's going to have a year under his belt. I think Colorado's going to be just as good, but I don't know if they're going to be better. So I, I just, that's how I see it. But I'll, because I said that, I'll take Dallas to win the Central with Colorado behind them. And then once like it was this year, it's an absolute dogfight between Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Nashville. But I do think Minnesota takes a step back. I do not see them getting 103 points. Um, I do not, I, I see this the year the cap issues really bother them. Yeah. Yeah. No, the cap issues are a huge problem in Minnesota and you have really though, you had to bite the bullet there, right? It was just too much. It's, and that's sometimes teams and we kind of saw it this year with the jets getting real Wheeler and Dubois. I mean, Dubois was more out of him wanting to go out, but sometimes you just need to, to kind of switch things up a bit and yeah. Brise and Suter they just weren't fitting with that group currently. And so, so along those lines, like I, I think as much as Winnipeg has changed, and we've already debated with with the changes in Winnipeg's lineup, as it sits right now with Shifley and Hellebuck playing here, um, could they win more games, being a better defensive team? I think they can. But in this West, they're going to have to. Like they are going to have to keep the puck out of the net. Yeah. And that is how it's going to be the key to victory. This idea that they can outscore issues and everything else isn't going to fly with this year's roster. So... Um, I think Dallas legitimately got better. Yeah, I Dal- really do. Dallas is going to be up there for sure. And I, you mentioned Vegas maybe taking a step back. I'm 100% in agreement with you. I think I still think they're a playoff team. Oh, 100%. I just think that there's going to be like Mark Stone's not going to play the full season. And I think he's going to miss a large chunk of the season where it's just. Where well, it, and he didn't last year and they won the, the West. Exactly. Right? Right. But, but that's what I mean. I think they're another team where things are going to catch up to them. And then, of course, there's the. I mean, it's not a pun because it's Vegas, but the hangover, the Stanley Cup hangover. It's a much shorter off season. They got to dial it up again. Um, I think they're a playoff team. Edmonton's interesting because I I think Edmonton will be better. I think Stuart Skinner with a a season under his belt will be a good goaltender. Um, I still not sold on their defense, but Ekholm's there and made them better. Uh, they brought in Connor Brown because Connor McDavid wanted him there. I think that adds some much-needed depth to their team. Their bottom six is still a question. And I'm I'm not at the point where I'm going to say their top six can't carry them. Their top six is still in their prime and firing on all cylinders. I just think Dallas is a much more rounded team. I think they have the better goaltender, and I think they have a better decor. Uh, Colorado's Colorado, right? But Colorado's goaltending bothers me. Yeah. Um, and then the health wise of that team too, that team has played a ton of hockey too. So I like the Dallas stars to win. Um, and, and Winnipeg, I mean, I, do I think they're a playoff team? I do. I, I think it's another seven, eight seed wild card again. Um, I, I agree with what you said about Nashville. 
And then this is the goalie conference, right? Like this is, I know we've got Shesterkin and um, uh, Vasilevsky and everybody in the East, but, you know, with Ottinger and Hellebuck and, and Saros um, in this division, it's it's really tough. So, but I, I do think the, the Jets are a playoff team, but I don't, I don't know that they're top three in this division. But then again, they could be. But Na- it's between them and Nashville for third. I think Minnesota takes a step back. Yeah, I'm in agreeance with you. Dallas first, Colorado second. If if you took away the second line of each team, I think Colorado has the best forward group in the NHL. But for me, there a question mark is that second line. Yeah, It's going to be, can Johansson kind of go back to that 60-point guy? Is he going to be able to, to keep up with the kind of pace of play that they're going to want to play? Because he's really not a player that yeah. necessarily fits in with that group. I think I think you make such a valid point because I think that really propelled them to the championship was having that second line. Yeah. They did not have to rely on Nathan McKinnon as much. Gabriel Landeskog's gone. Like I don't think he's going to play again, but I don't it's know a shame. that. It's a, it's a real shame to lose a guy of that caliber at that stage of his career over that. But um like, I don't think Nazim Kadri is going to have the success he had in Colorado in Calgary, and I don't think the Colorado Avalanche are going to have the success they had with Nazim Kadri on the team. It just really changed the dynamic of that. You didn't have to lean on him so much, and that's what I'm talking about with Edmonton, with Connor Brown, and, and there, there's pieces. You'll get more out of those kind of players if you don't have to lean on them as much, yeah. and and I, I really think Colorado is going to have to lean on, on that number one line a little bit more than they did two years ago. And I think that's going to help Dallas, who's got a lot of depth, um, some really good young players who who got their feet wet last year. Some of them stepped forward in the playoffs and, and had some production. I, I just think as a whole unit, Dallas from top to bottom is is the best team in the West. Yeah, and I think Miro Heiskanen too might be. It's kind of crazy to say that he's one of the most underrated players in the league, but I really don't think he gets enough credit for how good and how important he actually is to that system. Yeah, I, I, do, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think he should be in, I think he should be in the conversation of Kale McCarr, not on the same par, but when you're talking about West defenseman and Kale McCarr, I think in that category is, is Heiskanen as well. Yeah. So we're in agreement on the top two teams in the central. I'm going to roll with Nashville. You are in the top three. I, tell I'm the way a, you, you slow played that you were going all in on Nashville. Yeah, I'm. I'm a huge fan. Like I love Tommy Novak. Philip Tomasino is another guy. You look at and Luke Luke Evangelista too. is a really good power forward. And Ro- Roman Yossi to me is just Roman Yossi and UC Saros are a complete X factor on their own. Yeah. And just I, two seasons ago when Roman Yossi was battling with Kale McCarr for the Norris, and I mean Kale McCarr had such a crazy season, it was hard not to give it to him, but. There was a lot of games where Yossi was a single-handed reason that they were winning games, and I think that he can kind of get back to that level with Luke Shen on his deep pair. And it's gonna this might make a couple people mad, but I have the the Wild making it into the playoffs, and the Jets just not making it. Well, I don't think you're gonna make some people mad. I think a lot of people are very curious about whether the Jets can get in or not. And I am too. Like, just because I say I think they will be better, uh, I'm not saying they will be and and they are going to get in. They had 95 points last year. And the eighth uh, uh, seed, the second wild card. I mean, if they prevent the puck from going in as much as they allowed it and and give up some offense uh, this year, can that parlay into three more wins? And do they get you know, 99 points, 102 points. 
Um, it's going to be fascinating. But look, all things change for me if Connor Hellebuck's not in there. Yeah, me. totally. If you can play better defensively in Connor in front of Connor Hellebuck, I'm all in on you. I think I think that you know you could win a lot of tight games. I look at the roster though. I don't know if. Um, they're suited that way with the Ehlers and the Connors and that like they you hope they play better defensively and I think Connor did for a while and all that, but that's not their MO, right? It's not like when you have a Vegas who can just prevent you and score off the rush, prevent you from doing things and stuff like that. They're never gonna be that team with with this core. But if they can be better and and not score as much, I think they could bet better. Is that worth six more points this year? I don't know. Yeah, to me, the Jets were kind of a, they were more of a boomer bust team last year. And that's sort of why you saw like at the start of the season, they were lights out. They, they were, were the number one team in the West in January. Yeah, and they looked, it wasn't just. And they looked the yeah, part. Exactly. They, they, they were keeping the puck out and they were scoring three to four goals a game, maybe even more. Um, and I think there was that crazy stat that when they score more than two, um, but then the power play, right? Like, yeah. how are you only scoring that many goals a game and losing this much? It's because your power play is consistently letting you down. Yeah, and that needs to be addressed. I think that's a huge thing is just getting more movement there. It's it's way too stagnant. Teams are, like, I'm a huge Kyle Connor fan, but there's you cannot just stand at the top of the dot and just wait for a one-timer and not move your feet. And to be it's, honest with you, his hands are so good and close that I think that's kind of a waste. I know he's got a good shot. But I, I, I'd like to see him do a little bit of both. Yeah. Like stand there and if it's there, but also wheel and deal a little bit more because he's got such amazing hands. Yeah. But with Gabe Velarde on the power play, which most of his goals from, come from in close, the dirty, grindy goals that Rick Bonus likes, I think they have a shot. But you bring up a great point with Nashville. Yeah. I mean, I'm very interested to see what they get this year. But with UC Soros almost single-handedly got him in the playoffs last year. Yeah. With these improvements, it'll... You know, Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, how many times have we seen Ryan O'Reilly come into the building and ask who's going to be the number one center? And yeah. Unfortunately, it's Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. And, at, and at this age, it shouldn't be anymore. And it's a whole new era at Nashville, too, right? Like David Poyle's gone. John Hines got fired. You're starting over with Barry Trotz as the GM and Andrew Burnett as head coach. I mean, all of a sudden, like, that's a tough, I could ha- this team could have a totally different look this season. And I think that they're... Ryan Johansson's in Colorado, and I just... I like him as a player, but I just I don't think this is gonna ignite an extra thirty points. He's just way too vanilla. He's way the only thing the only thing about Ryan Johansson that I love is his shootout move where he doesn't move. And he just (laughs) he takes like two strides and then just glides in and absolutely dangles the goalie. I mean, maybe it rejuvenates him. That's what Colorado, but I don't I don't see it rejuvenating him to the point of twenty five extra points this year. Very quickly, I think because I think you and me are gonna have very similar Pacific top three Edmonton, Vegas, LA. I really That's, like LA. Yeah. I really like LA. They just it's just goaltending. That's really the only problem yeah. with them right now. Like, it's a big problem. Yeah. Brand Clark's gonna be coming in on the defense defensive side. He's a really great prospect. That's a team I think makes a move at the at the trade deadline. And with Philip Gustafson signing that contract, I could I'd keep an eye on Flurry come come trade deadline on a one year deal. He doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of money. What do you think of Seattle? I know we gotta go. I, I, I you like wanna do Seattle. that next. Uh yeah, let's 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 Take a break. You do like him getting in, though? Yeah, I love Seattle. I love the way they play. I'm not a big fan of Dave Haxall. I, I heard reasons. he was in Philly for a while. I, I, <laughs> I blocked that out of my head, so I, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. We'll take a quick break. We're going to talk uh, Western wildcard teams, some hot takes for the Western Conference and the Winnipeg Jets. For Jim Toth, I'm Tyson. This is Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. 
Jets at Noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to Jets at Noon. I'm Tice Rewicki filling in for Cam Poitras along with Jim Toth. And Jim, we got two spots left in the Western Conference to decide the playoffs. Eesh. You mentioned one, Seattle. That's what that's my number one wildcard team. Yeah. What two do you have? And then I'll tell my second one after you go. Well, so to me, Winnipeg has to be better. So we're going Dallas, Colorado, Nashville, or Winnipeg. You're not. Yeah. So they got to be better than uh, Minnesota or Calgary, in my point, in my opinion, to get into the playoffs. I don't know. Like Calgary is under a new coach, Markstrom and Nett. They got Vladar backing up. They got Devin Wolf, the AHL Player of the Year. Um, I like their defense in Calgary. If Noah Hannafin's staying there for this season and stuff, I think they've got a really good deep D. They're going to be better. Huberto is not going to be as bad as he was and everything going on there. Uh, they got some really good young players that are going to get a chance now that Sutter's gone. So I don't know if they're going to be better than Winnipeg or Winnipeg better than them. I do like Seattle. I think the way Seattle plays is is okay. So to me, it's between Calgary, Minnesota, and Winnipeg if they get in. Yeah, I think Seattle plays too heavy of a style. Winnipeg, I, like, I'm just not totally sold on that kind of middle six. You know, it's just, yeah. Vlad, if Vlad Nemestikov ends up being that number two center, that worries me. I don't, I'm not sure if that's what's how it's going to shake out, but. It's, well, Cole it, Perfetti has to stay healthy. And if yeah. he can, I think he has a big year. I yeah, I agree. I think he has 60, 65 points minimum. And and I think he plays well. Um, I like Nemestikov. Nito Niederreiter, you know, if he's on the third line, I think that makes Lowry and, and um, Morgan Barron better. Mason Appleton, I know, has that spot on the third line. But if it is Velarde, Perfetti, and I mean, that's not bad, right? Like, we're, we're all waiting for the shoe to drop on Shifley-Hellebuck. But if they are Jets this year, um, Shifley, Connor, and Ehlers is a great line. Yeah. And then if it's the Mestikoff, Perfetti, Velarde, in whatever order, whoever's playing center is an okay line, I think. Decent. Not one of your top five second lines, but a decent second line. And then the real thing I think that is impressive is Niederreiter's offense with Adam Lowry and Morgan Barron. And I yeah. think that becomes an even better third line. And then if Mason Appleton's on your fourth, I think that makes it a better fourth line. And if they play good, solid defense throughout the four lines, I think you have something here. Is it better than Calgary's? I think so in Calgary's bottom six. Is it better than Seattle's? See, Seattle to me... They're just too deep. It's the old adage, right? Like, do they have a bona fide number one line of superstars? No. But do they have three or four solid second lines? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. And so quickly, very quickly, hot take for the Western Conference. Nashville. Oh, I'm with you on Nashville. We're going to Smashville this summer. For the NHL playoffs, cup well, finals. Well, there it is. Kelly's here tomorrow. I'll tell him to start booking it. We're going to do the show from Nashville. He'll he'll pick up the phone right now. Now, he'll hang it up right away, but he'll pick it up anyway. I was, was going to say, I think Kelly might be into into Smash trip down to Smashville. Sure he would. <laughs> Country music, you bet. Well, thank you all for listening today. Special thanks to the best in the biz, producer Jeff Fortier. Best in the biz. That's what CJB needs is more cult. Play the cult. Skyler Peters. Has the news at one o'clock, not Jeff. Hollywood Braun. Peters. Jim Toth is going to take you all the way to three. Kelly Moore is in the hosting chair tomorrow. But for Jim Toth, I'm Tyson Rowicki, and keep it locked right here on 680 CJOB.